Yeah. Gotta aim for the top like Hello. Yeah. I can never doubt myself. I know better. All of you critics be acting like you know better. Here's a fact. If you ask yourself that question, does this feed my faith, my family, or my finances? And it doesn't. If you do that, I guarantee it'll it'll guide your decisions. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm on my element. Ooh, yeah. I'm on my element. Podcast, all things entrepreneurship, people who just take life and kick it square in the ass. I'm your host, Tim Rex, who's my special co-host today, uh, BR Physique's owner, Nick Langer. Baby, baby Rhino. Baby Rhino's in the house, folks. What's up? Baby guys? Rhino's in the house. And, uh, you know, we, we threw up some on Instagram this morning. People have questions. And actually, we got quite a few in. And I just picked up six of them um, that I was going to jump on today. You know, like, before we get into that, let's let's go with where you're at right now. I mean, you've been competing. Yeah. You won Junior Nationals. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Fucking badass. It is badass. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, was a, it was one of those experiences. Sadly, I mean, Junior Nationals is not the bodybuilding show it used to be yeah so i take it with a grain of salt mostly because that's just who i am yeah um but you know still a victory uh still was able to actually go in there and win the overall win the entire show which is still an accomplishment and do what i went set out to do which was uh get my name known by the judges and kind of known before we go to usa's here uh in less than four weeks and um so that was fun, man. Uh, it's been a winning season this year so far. So we uh, went to the Adela Garcia in Texas, won that show, went to uh, Junior Nationals, obviously, in uh, Chattanooga, won that show. Um, and it's been uh, it's been a wild ride. It's been yeah. fun. Um, and, you know, I would say majority of people that have been around me can tell that I'm not nearly as bad as I have been in the past when it comes to prepping. So not even close, um, actually. I mean, you know, mental clarity is a lot better. Uh, the last... Probably this past week is about the time that I'm starting to like really feel it though. Yeah. We've been dieting now since basically December. So um, my brain, my body, everything's just kind of ready to be able to have some clarity and yeah. be able to actually, you know, get back to kicking ass in the business world a little bit more. But we got USA's coming up in three weeks. Yep. Yep. Three and a half weeks here. Um, so this is kind of the last final push. We took about the two weeks post uh, junior nationals to, uh, Try to put on some more mass, try to get, try to fill out the areas that they had, had kind of critiqued me on. Um, and we've done pretty well. So we're, we're kind of sitting five to seven pounds above where I was at weigh-ins. Conditioning's gotten better. Um, and so, you know, we're kind of on the right path. We'll see kind of how the body continues to respond. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I finally we're turning the corner on as far as how my body's responding. Um, and my metabolic rate is kicked back up. The water retention is starting to drop off. My body is really starting to actually kick and thrive. Um, you know, my best uh, resting heart rate was this morning. My, uh, I mean, there might have been a little bit of uh, cannabis <laughs> to help that one, but uh, but you know, hey, that's neither here nor there. One of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. Yes, so. yes. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, but it, you know what? At the end of the day, um, you know, it, the goal was to kind of come out and bring the absolute best that I possibly could. Um, and show everybody that you can execute on multiple levels, doing multiple things at the same time, um, and kick your ass as long as you can structure it all the right way. Well, so. I mean, I think that's something you and I have spoken about in great length over the last many years is that, you know, we, and I've, I've made jokes of it and part, part, part of it, I really, I don't care if it hurts your feelings. Um, but you know, people who are like, all of a sudden they're competing, they take off two weeks and it's five days off of vacation time. And it's this whole process and then post I'm like, 
you know, hearing Meadows talk about he'd take off half a Friday, right? Yeah. And just to get there and then go back to work on Monday morning because he had a family to feed, you know, yep. and I think that's the thing between having multiple businesses and having a family where, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's a hobby. It's a job. It does factor into everything you do, but being able to balance all that is, is, I mean, it just, it shows that you can do whatever you put your mind to. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know, and actually at least one of the first questions, and I, this is definitely for you. Like what is the biggest challenge of prep of prepping athletes during your own prep? Uh, honestly, it's the, it's the mental clarity to make sure that I'm making the right decisions. Yeah. Um, it takes me a little bit longer to kind of get to the end end result, uh, when I'm kind of analyzing what I'm seeing and, and how I'm seeing it. But, um, the bonus is that I've been doing this for 12 years. So yeah. I've got the experience. I know how to make the game plan calls. I know how to make the right calls, uh, when it comes down to making sure that we're manipulating the body correctly and paying attention and um, luckily I have, I have very good competitors that are very good at communication with me. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's, it's a very easy flow when somebody is actually telling you what's going on, how their body's responding. And we're seeing and tracking all those metrics every single day. Yeah. Um, it makes it a lot easier to be able to actually make those calls. Yeah. So, you know, and when you have athletes that actually execute like they're supposed to, yeah, it, it makes it easy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I would say that's probably the hardest part is just mentally having the clarity to make sure that you're making the right, the right choice. But that's also the reason why I don't coach myself is because the aspect of, I would think and overthink and whatever it might be with my own prep. Oh, I know that. And so <laughs> yeah, it would be one of those things where, you know, when it comes to others, it's a lot easier for me because I'm, I'm, it's not me. And so you're removed from it. Yeah. Yeah. So I can make those calls and not feel like I'm making a bad call. Um, and I, I, I've done this again long enough that I can see how the body's responding. I can see what we're seeing in, in um, the responses that we're getting and the communication helps to allow me to make those quick calls Yeah. Um, to make sure that we're getting the most out of those athletes. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's a bit, it's experience. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, you had a dedication to try to do it. Correct. And that's the thing people like, how do you guys, we're having other questions with multiple businesses. We'll get into it in a minute. People ask, how do you guys do multiple things? I'm like, it's dedication. It's discipline. It right. just takes discipline. Right. You know, it's, if you want it, you'll do it. You'll figure well, it out. And, and I think the big thing is, is so many people underestimate what they're actually fucking capable of. hundred percent. You know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, and this is kind of the, the idea. I've got a team of seven coaches that work underneath me and it's a constant uh, talk that I have with them is I'm like, guys, listen, you guys are capable of so much more than you're allowing yourselves to be. And the issue is that majority of the time you guys are running around like chickens with your fucking heads cut off nope. rather than actually structuring your day the way that it should be structured. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's one of those aspects of from a coaching standpoint, um, you know, a lot of these guys, as I'm, as I'm teaching them, I'm beginning to understand time management is probably one of the hardest things for majority of people to do. Yeah. They don't realize how much time they're wasting on just monotonous bullshit that doesn't matter. And they don't understand how to structure their schedule correctly to optimize what they're doing. And that's probably one of the, the, the greatest things that you can do. There's a, there's a book called deep work, which is a great book. Yeah. Um, but it teaches you, okay, if you're, if you're really diligent about this, um, the writer of the book actually had talked about the fact that, uh, he was a, uh, uh, Oh, what was teacher, professor, um, and scientist. And he had talked about how many articles he had produced 
But he also talked about the fact that he did all of this uh, in like, I don't remember the number, but you know, a lot of research papers, articles, stuff like that for a scientist to do three in a year or something like that is crazy. Yeah. And he would be doing three, like every three months and he's got a family and he said, I didn't ever work past 6 PM. And so I was like, okay, how does this work? Yeah. And when you read that book, you start to understand, oh, okay. So really what it comes down to is creating a structure that you stick to or creating a structure that is written out. And then when you look at that structure, you go, okay, there might be shit that's going to come up in your day. It's always going to happen. Yeah. But at least we have a structure in place. We have a backbone in place of, okay, from X time to X time, this is what I'm working on. Yep. From X time to X time, this is what I'm working on. And if life happens where a half hour of that gets cut out, that's fine. Yeah. But the problem is, is that people don't structure their days at all. No. And so they're like, okay, well, I'm going to go into the office and I'm going to be in the office from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. Okay, well, what the fuck are you doing from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., right? <laughs> it's, it's an aspect of, okay, like if you look at mine, mine's detailed down to the half hour. Mine's detailed down to like, okay, I wake up at 5, from 5 to 5.30, I'm going to give thanks. I'm going to read. At 5.30, I'm going to go for my 45-minute walk. I'm going to get back at 6.15. When I get back at 6.15, I eat breakfast and I prep my meals for the day. Okay, it's 7 o'clock. By 7 o'clock, I'm on the road to the gym. At seven at, at uh, 7.30, then I'm starting my workout from 7.30 to 8.30. That's my workout from 8.30 until noon, like today, Tuesday. Um, it would be like 8.30 till 1-ish. Um, my plan is always do my client work yeah. on Tuesdays. And then after that client work, then I have about an hour or so that I have just a break. And then I've got two hours for another business, which we'll touch on in a second, <laughs> um, two hours for another business. And, uh, that, that's structured for a specific time mm -hmm. is yeah. what I'm doing during that, those two hours. Um, and then an hour of touch up on anything else that I need from clients. And then I'm home for dinner with the family. Yeah. And so my day is structured from 5. AM until 6. PM. Yeah. And then I'm at home. And now I'm actually with family. And I, 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 I had to do this only because of the fact that I started to notice I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Yeah. One. My, my response times were not what I wanted for my people Yeah. because I'm giving a service and I'm here to serve other people. And I have to make sure that the structure is there to do so. And then on top of that, my family was also suffering by not getting my time. Yeah. And so it had to change. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There are days where they, it goes to complete shit, where it doesn't actually work the way that I want it to. Yeah. But the structure is there. And um, the effort is there in order to actually execute at a higher level. Yeah. And that's what matters. The problem is that the structure for majority of people is not there. And that structure is what helps them actually achieve goals. Yeah. Without that structure, there's no direction. Well, that's the thing I think you'll agree with is that people think they're busy. Oh, yeah. And if you tell yourself you're busy and you eat that your own bullshit, you'll eat it all day with a spoon and be happy because you're like, I'm busy. I'm busy. And the thing is, you know, you're not busy right. and you know, there's shit you're supposed to do. But you keep, get, as we say, you know, current self kicks it to future self. Uh -huh. And then there's this guilt. 
then you feel guilty. Like you, and you should, because like, oh, I could have got that done, but I didn't get it done, but I'm busy. Right. Uh, I'm so busy. I'm, and it's just why we repetitively tell ourselves. Yep. And that's why you're not efficient. Yep. And it's you come to that efficiency. And, and I think we both agree being family men, it, it, it being a family and having kids. And yep. as they get older, it makes you get to a certain level of structure anyways, because you have to, I got them all over. I got yeah. kids all over the damn place. Yeah. I have to. And yeah. It's uh, literally like we had this with the, the podcast last week. And as Deshaun sitting back there, I'm going to smile a little bit. Um, they decided to post it uh, early. I, I can't do that, guys. I, I can't write captions. I can't. I can't. I, it's not like it's not in my side. I can't. Right. I have 19 things planned today. There is no fucking chance for, for missing anything. And it comes down to necessity. Most people, most people think it's busy. I call a slow Tuesday. Yeah. Literally it. Like it's just it's one of those things. And I think that's the biggest thing is it's when people talk about discipline and dedication. That's part of it. Oh, yeah. You have to plan your shit. I, and I, we've had this. We challenged all of our team members recently. Like, okay, I want you guys to write down what you think you're going to do in the next two weeks. Then on a separate book, write down what you actually did. Mm-hmm. And you'll actually see where you can fill in gaps of time for productivity. Um, and and then people are like, oh, these are employees. No, these are not employees. These right. are people who are part of a team. It's different when you when you have ownership. Well, and, and the other aspect is this is I look at it this way. Anybody that's a part of my business is an entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay, you are you are doing everything you possibly can to be the best inside owner of the business. Yep. Okay. And so at the end of the day, the other thing that not having structure creates is anxiety. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest crushers for majority of people is they're they're so they're like, man, where the fuck did my day go? Yep. Right. Like I've got 20 things I should have gotten done. And now that's going to keep me up at night because I should be getting it done. Yep. And it's like, okay, I was in the same boat. I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this because the only thing that's keeping me up at night is the shit that didn't get done. Yeah. And there's only so much time in your day, correct. But there's only so much time in your day, which means if you aren't tracking what you're doing in your day, you're probably bullshitting a lot of that time. Yep. And, you know, the easiest way that the, 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 probably the most humbling and and self-check way is literally writing down what you've done all day long. And you'll find out whether you're full of shit or not. Correct. Real fast. Correct. You're going to figure out real quick how much time you wasted and where you wasted time. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's maybe like, for instance, I noticed that I was wasting a lot of time doing drive time. And I was like, okay, that's got to change. There's got to be that got to I've got to figure this out. Yeah, because I'm wasting an hour and a half, two hours a day in drive time. Yeah. That's a lot of time. It's a shitload of time, you know? So, and there's not, I mean, realistically, you shouldn't be texting and or working while you're, while you're driving. (laughs) Uh, And so it's one of those aspects of, okay, if that's the case, then we've got to figure out where we can fix that in order to actually optimize our days. Um, Cause it can get to a point where you could, if you structure shit correctly, Monday through Friday, you could be a workhorse and work from 5am to 5, 5pm. Well, Andy Frisella does. He does this Power Five. He right. does your Power Five list, episode 16, MFCEO, really, a podcast. Yep. Yep. And is, what he's done with his five crucial tasks, fucks off. Yes. Literally. Yep. He, he goes, I could go tackle 10 more things. He goes, but he goes, this is what I do. It's my Power Five list. And that brings into another question is balance. And you kind of touched on that already is personal health and well-being while running a business. And for the two of us running multiple businesses, um, how do you mitigate burnout? Um, I plan it. It's first of all, you will run yourself racket there. If you're a competitor, if you're a competitive person and you have drive and you want to be the best, you will never have a moment during the day 
that you don't feel like you could get shit done. And it comes as anxiety and guilt because you don't get it all done. So right. one scheduling, as Nick has already talked about, is a huge deal. Is for me, like with my wife and my children, is it all has to be planned out. Yep. And so I understand with kids, sometimes plans are but plans are plans, yeah. but they have different plans. But, you know, I have to schedule vacations. I have to, like, even I, most of my trips are two days long. Right. And I do them f- at least once a month. I'll be like, I'll, I'll pop out a Friday, come back on a Sunday. And we, we schedule all in advance. I have to. And that's already blocked out. And I do it four, five, six, eight weeks, at least in the future. That way, I know, sorry, I'm gone. I got shit going on. Um, date nights. And my wife and I will we'll, we'll attest to this. It, it was something that... Uh, we just had so much shit with the kids. We're like, oh, okay, we'll bypass. All of a sudden, it goes two months without a date night. I'm like, no, no, no. Now, Thursday nights and this night, this is date night. And if our kids, and we have sex, you'd think we have built-in babysitters, but now they have fucking jobs. So, okay, go earn your own damn money. Um, so now I got a neighbor kid who's got, a, you know, who's like, okay, you're my backup babysitter to watch, you know, as we call Roman El Senior dipshit. Yeah. Uh, watch him so that we, because we have to make that time. And that prevents our burnout. It, it's, if you love what you're doing, you can still get burnout. Oh, 100%. 100%. And 100%. It usually for me, it's just a lesson I've learned from him is learning to cut out the bullshit. Yeah. Having, I'm, and it's not that I'm not empathetic. It's not that I don't care. It's just that I care about my wife and my children significantly more as I should. Right. And if you're bringing negativity and bullshit to my circle, it's got to go because I don't, I literally, I think you would agree, we don't have time for it. No. Because I'm going to bring that crap home to my kids. And that's well, not fair. And on top of that, the other thing is, is it's going to change my mentality. And I don't want, I'm not letting anybody take away from the mentality that I have. And so it's an aspect of like the individuals that I surround myself, that I allow in my circle and that have influence over what I do. Um, it has to be a positive mindset. Yeah. Otherwise, all you're going to end up doing is drawing me back. Mm-hmm. And I refuse to go back from the progression that I've gone to. Yep. And so, you know, I, I think in order to, one thing that I will say is this, as a business owner, there really is, as much as I would love to tell you that there's things such as balance, there really is no such thing as a balance as a business owner. There's not. Now, what I mean by that is this, is you are 100% of the time going to be thinking about your business. (laughs) If you like what you do and you care about it, you will. Correct. Yeah. And so when we're talking about balance, I think everybody has this bullshit idea of like, oh, you know, you can can walk away and you can make all this money and you can set people in place and, you know. Shut it off. Yeah, shut it off. Every day. And it doesn't work. And it doesn't work that way. Uh, Yeah. When you are trying to create something that nobody else has done, when you're trying to reach a level that few people can reach, there is no such thing as balance. It is it is an aspect that you have to start to structure your life correctly in order to achieve the goals without destroying everything else in your life. Yeah, that's balance. So what I would say is this is at the end of the day. If you want to be truly successful in anything, you have to go hard as fuck and have a level of personal excellence and a idea of what you expect from yourself that you execute on every single day. That's where most people mess up is they don't have the consistency day to day no, and they don't have the structure. And because they don't have that structure or that consistency, 
their life goes to shit. Well, and, and they it, can't keep balance. It, it's it's part of the same thing. I mean, you'll never run out of shit you need to get done. And that's no. where I, 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 I'm such a firm believer in the power five list that, hey, I'm a day structure. And here's five critical tasks that I have to get done today. No, this does not include taking a shit or making your lunch. Those are things you have to do. Right. But, but crucial tasks you have to get done and understand when you've got those accomplished, unless there's another massively pressing immediate time is of the essence matter, drop it. So you don't get burned. I consider all fucking day with things I think are crucial till I, I will overwork myself to death. I've, I've literally done it. 100%. I've gone to the hospital because of this. So this is something that's very, very real with me with this question because I have literally <laughs> twice in a year basically worked myself into an exhaustion state and ended up sick. And so I literally have to I need to feel accomplished. I need to mitigate my own. Um, anxiety and stress and guilt from not getting everything done, realizing that I have a level of motivation that I'm never going to get everything done that Correct. I want to get done because I got some lofty fucking goals and I don't have a family trust fund. So this shit's on me. Um, and you realize I get these major things I get done. And so I start structuring my week out in my calendar. Usually it's weeks in advance. I know exactly we all met this morning and that we lost a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy 4th of July, everybody. But I lost a fucking Monday. Mondays are my kicking ass day where I get a lot of shit done. And so it makes my Tuesday interesting. So we're like, okay, guys, our 30 minute meeting is going to be eight minutes. And that's literally what we did. Yep. Hammered it out, got it done. Boom. We're gone to the next thing. And that's what you have to do. But if you do the power five list where you really structure your day and you say, these are the five critical tasks that have to get done. And you allow that if they're done, you can go do something else. Yeah. Go fucking do something else. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing is this is, you know, again, that mindset is an a entrepreneur mindset of like, I've got to get everything done right now. And the key to success and longevity in entrepreneurship is consistent execution of small tasks every single day. Yeah. And so it's one of those things of like that. Yeah. If I complete five tasks that are critical tasks for that day. Every single day, whatever five times 365 is, that's a shitload of steps forward yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. Right. And it allows you to accomplish those things. And the other thing that I would tell you is this is when you, what I do is I create every single morning, I write down my five critical tasks. And then every night before I go to bed, I look at my list of shit that should have gotten done. 1,825. Maybe I just want to do the math, but go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and then I look at my, my, my tasks of shit that should have been done. And I, when I journal at night, I write down those five tasks for the next day. Yeah. So I'm always taking my highest priority tasks yeah. and assigning them every single day. And then once those tasks are done, my brain doesn't think anymore. Yeah. I'm done. It doesn't matter anymore. It's, it's, I did uh, the 75 hard. Yeah, that was fun. Um, <laughs> anybody that's not done 75 hard, try it. Um, but I also then went into live hard. Yeah. And live hard, I've been able to tackle the only thing that pisses me off that I keep screwing up is the damn five minute cold shower because it just I can't do it. I did it once. I, I no. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. <laughs> But that's the only reason why I keep failing. It's it, in my head. It fucking pisses it, it, me it, it, off every day. My old man's in my head. There's only one reason to take a cold shower. And and so that's the thing. First thing that pops in my head, and I'm just like, no, like I, I get it. Shock the system. I yeah, understand yeah, yeah. where the endorphin release. I'm like, I can't, I just no, I did it once. I'm, I'm like, honestly getting I'm to a point now where I'm 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 like, I'm gonna just go to a fucking bomb gars, buy a fucking horse tank, 
And every night when I get home, just fill it with fucking cold water and just sit in it for five fucking minutes. Like back in college football when they yeah. used to have that. I was fine with that. Yeah, but we used to have the whirlpool. And the whirlpool, horror yeah, shops yeah. and ice. It was sub-zero temperature. And now getting in my cold swimming pool with my kids, I'm like, this is fucking torture. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, it's an old thing, maybe. It's a it's a Well, and I think, you know, it, I will say it does build mental toughness, but it's a different kind of mental toughness that pisses me the fuck off. So I, I'm trying my best to do that. That's literally the only reason why I keep fucking failing at this live hard yeah is that one task and i'm like all right i need to stop being a giant pussy and just do the five minutes <laughs> and just be done with it i fucking hate uh, that part because everything else i'm still executing yeah well and it's so. uh and that's another one that came in and then this could lead into our a little bit of announcement portion i guess yeah if you want to um how did you guys reach a point that you became business partners um i'll give the quick and ugly of that one i told him to fuck off for a while um yeah. I told him I didn't want anything to do with him for a little while. He was that, kind of a that, 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 that's egotistical exact, prick. And, that, no, that's true. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's not how you said it. Um, uh, something about a big head. I, I don't remember. But anyways, uh, <laughs> Nick through the gym and the stores, honestly, God knows how many years ago, back when he was about half the size he is now. Um, true. That's where I first met Danny, too. He was training at the old 24-hour fitness in North Park. And then you were uh, you'd worked to complete. And then I finally was like, you should hire me, you should hire me. And then Nick just has that alpha mentality. It's like, you, you need me. I'm like, and first I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm very fucking alpha. I'm like, I don't fucking need anybody. And I'm like, he's really good. He did do body by vibe, but I, I'll let, I'll hey, let that slide. Hey. I'll let that slide. Um, so I finally I come around to talk. Too. I finally come around to talk about like, Hey, you know, I have a manager job opening up. How old were you when you uh, started before you did the GNC thing? Twenty fucking four 24 24 like i'm like hey and then he goes yeah sorry bro just took a job managing like seven franchise gncs across three states blah 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 i'm like fuck you set me up you just wanted me to come ask you so you tell me to go fuck off and so whatever i but i have respect for that you had a job whatever and then it was god what a year maybe a year maybe a, little a, year. a year yep and then he's like hey you should hire me i'm like i already tried that once <laughs> yeah but i don't like where the fuck i'm at i'm getting fucked over and uh, I was like, okay, talked about it. And I'm like, okay, I have a job opening up. And it worked out. Well, then how it came about was that I'm like, okay, well, here's the numbers. Here's the goals. And and he told me straight up, he goes, I don't think you've ever had a manager quite like me. Like, I don't I don't lose. I'm like, well, here's the record. And he goes, okay, I'm going to double it. Okay, whatever. 90 fucking days. 90 days for a store that had already been there for four years. Nick broke the record in one of the toughest months of the year. And he didn't just crush it. He fucking doubled it. Yep. And then that led into him. Hey, let me, I'm like, can I hire who I want to hire? Sure. He goes, I got this friend, Cody Guffey. He's not much to look at, but you know, he's a trainer at any time fitness. You should hire him. I mean, Cody, who's now our number one franchisee, actually, um, number one grossing single store franchisee in the country who also ended up managing for us. And, and then, uh, Nick translated from store manager into uh director of inventory and brand development title i made up uh, at the Thanks. time it sounded really good though it did sound good. really long on a business card though fuck me um and nick started negotiating with uh wholesale account all of our wholesale accounts that we were buying from all of our vendors they and me. they did they all hated him i got a <laughs> lot of complaints i'm like god i really hired the right person for this you know um and it was every like frank frank was like god nick just put the screws to me and i'm like you realize he's saving me money and like you what do you think i'm gonna go reprimand his ass fuck i'm gonna give him a raise um and uh then it turned into uh, you know nick coached me in a show saw me going through prep and it was a hell i got super sick kept telling me let me take you over i'm like nah i'm on this thing winded up sick with metabolic damage got really sick and your old coach is the one that told me to quit competing yep. um because my internal organs were shutting down yep. i'd overtrained so severely 
um, and came back and then, all right, I'm going to do this. Let's just get it done. Took me for about four or five months. And I remember him like, Nick doesn't do compliments real well. And I sent him a, uh, you know, okay, here, here's my physique. Now he goes, Oh, you're not nearly as terrible as I thought it was going to be. I'm going to take that as a compliment. And, uh, it was one. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. We coached into a show and, it, you know, Nick was looking for something to buy into. We had talked about buying into Rexis at the time, but my structure of Rexis is extremely complicated. Um, in a corporate standing, it's just very, very complicated, different shareholders, uh, different years and different contracts. And I know that he wanted to. And, uh, so we went out to LA compete in the show. Um, next day, go to Ed Koo's gym over at, uh, Kratos. Yeah. And then my wife who had been on my ass consistently for three years about opening a gym and then nick's like hey we should really open a gym like this and then Brittany, we should open a gym like this and basically came down to it in the airport was like i'm not doing this with employees we're doing this as partners and, and nick's like full in that's it full send we're gonna go mm -hmm. and uh you know found a building that wasn't completely terrible signed a lease and then found out that the other guy was going to stay so they canceled our lease and then they had a building next door which happened to be a crossfit gym and that was it you know nick was still working for rexis at the time because the warehouse was sharing space in this tiny little gym and somehow langer over here convinced ed to hold the first amateur super league event yep. and we didn't have weights they hadn't shown up yet so oh, we had to borrow fucking... borrow fucking weights from people dude okay hold on let me stop you there <laughs> i had to rent kilo plates from a guy in the middle of fucking nowhere in iowa and i drove <laughs> out to this place to get these weights and it was late at night because that's the only time you can meet and it was this like warehouse style bullshit shed building that was behind a gas station in the literally the middle of nowhere <laughs> and i pull up and it, it, this it, this big dude um He's standing there and I'm like, all right, either this dude's going to like kill me or he's actually got weights. And he goes into this like rinky dink building, opens the door. And yeah, he's got like it's filled with kilo plates and barbells and all that shit. But yeah, we because we, we had ordered our weights. But they wouldn't they weren't going to come in time. Yeah. We were and told so they were, they, we were told they were, but they, they did, did not. not. And so we ended up paying for kilo plates. Um, but I was bound and determined because. I wasn't going to look like an asshole considering we had Ed Koo, we had John Meadows, we had, yep. um, what was his name? Uh, Jay, Jay Jung or whatever, mm -hmm. the owner of, uh, of uh, Super, Super League, League at that yep. time. So we had everybody coming out and I'm like, oh, I got to get this shit figured out somehow, some way. So I was like, well, the weird dude in the middle of nowhere that's got chainsaws and whatever else, I guess I'm going <laughs> to fucking buy from him. So yeah, so that was, that was a fun event. Um, we actually... That was actually the first injury that's ever that ever happened in that gym too. Yeah, it was during that event. During he that snapped event. his uh, snapped quad. his patella. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, that's what it was. He heard the snap from fucking ten miles away. Yeah, it was I was. Uh, I had and to go I, right after him. And I looked at Nick. I go, well, this business was good while it lasted. We're sued and we haven't even opened their doors yet. And thank God he was cool about it. He goes, no, I chose this event. It ain't on you. I'm like, oh my God, freaking love you, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's pretty much it. You know, we, and then Nick was kind of running in the gym at the time, but uh, we were kind of double dipping really like uh, helping to the warehouse. We had a pro shop. And then the whole thing just turned into this monstrosity. The warehouse wasn't big enough. 
the gym got too full after about, I mean, it took us six, seven months to finally get a point yeah. where we weren't losing our asshole. And then we're like, you know what? Now that we're breaking even, let's go into debt again and do another one. So I talked my wife into cashing out her other 401k because I didn't have it. Um, and then you pulled out the Langer Federal Credit Union card. And yeah. um, we did a second one and then doubled the size of the first one. And then, you know, then obviously doubled down on our morals and beliefs uh, during COVID and refusing to close. Uh, made us extremely popular and then uh, opened the third one and just expanded the first one again. I need a bigger warehouse for Rexy's VHI and that's just kind of how it translated and, um, which leads to a little bit of an announcement I guess if we can make that announcement on here. Yeah, sure. So, you know, VHI has been almost five years now that we've, I mean, most of these formulas I created starting back in 2008, 2009, 2010 and slowly transitioned six different brands that Shane, I didn't want anybody to know that we owned um, into one label and launched it at the Olympia four and a half years ago. Um, and, you know, the OPP, the Omaha Protein Popcorn Company, rebrand, check it out. Um, and uh, label. And then Nick and I got to talking and, you know, it was kind of transition where the last like six months. Yeah. We talked about stuff before making an Iron Heaven line and, you know, then COVID and supply and demand chain. And <clears throat> finally it was, hey, we should just sponsor you. Quit sending people to go buy other shit. It's pissing me off because, you know, we're, we're partners in one business and not the, the retail company. Um, and then it transitioned. Well, hey, maybe we should make a clinical line to, to combat some of these other formulas that need to be improved that are grossly overpriced. Um, then it turned into, hey, why don't you just fucking buy in the whole thing? And uh, happy to announce that Nick is one of the newest business partners and investors and owners of VHI OPP. Yes, sir. Um, with about fucking 35 new SKUs yeah, I'm about to launch. I got a little ambitious. Hey, that's what I, but honestly, that's what, it's what I needed. And yeah. that, that was the thing is I always believe you bring in business partners and that's the fact of the question. When you, when you have a business partner, it's not, it, it should not be based purely on finances. Um, so the fact is I, I don't need finance. It never hurts. That's for goddamn sure. But I need somebody else who's just as driven as I am who brings things to the table that I don't have. That's it. The smartest thing you can do is partner up and with people who have different skill sets. Nick is a hell of a lot better at accountability than I am. Um, I'm getting better. Um, Nick definitely has the, what was our model? No new friends? No new friends. No new friends. Yeah. Um, and we've been burned by previous partners in the past, so we both know what that's like. And somebody else is on the same driven mission who's got other businesses, who's got other things. You know, And the thing is that, and Fursella's talked about this, having businesses that literally mitigate into each other's different businesses. They were all in the same field, just different facets. Yeah makes a lot of sense and that's you know brad and jd also getting uh, uh stock option shares in the company now as owners because i i really figured out that my core group of people around me are owners that's the mentality that i that that breathes life into me that makes me better at what i do want to be better uh, versus people who just want to check nothing wrong with people in place a lot of entrepreneurs, if you're not, I mean, because you're an entrepreneur, then, I mean, go work for a big company yeah. that has all those cushy benefits that yeah. I can't get. No. Um, but, you know, that's pretty much how we got to the point that we did this, um, which leads to the next question is, what's the future of your businesses look like in your head? Oh, well, I would say this, um, you know, we've got, we've got a, a member goal that we want to hit um, by the end of this year. I, I think it'll be hit. Before that, probably September. within the next yeah September, probably within the next three months. Um, before we do an expansion at one of our locations, <laughs> uh, to be honestly, probably one of the actually the biggest facility that we'll have out of all three. Um, 
and all sorts of bells and whistles and brand new brand new shit no, so, brand new shit uh so that'll be a fun fun uh, adventure that'll happen over um probably within the next six to 12 months um so the gyms prospectively basically our goal is is about a it would be basically 1.5x growth um over the next basically 12 months yep uh between the three locations um and i i with how we've continued to grow, uh, we've been very blessed. We've got an amazing community. We've got amazing staff. We've got an amazing GM that, um, you know, has been producing for us and been helping us. And, you know, we continue to improve structure and continue to improve the gyms and invest in the gyms in order to continue to grow them um, and continue to, you know, keep on our mission that we've had from day one, which is anybody that steps foot in our gyms has every opportunity to chase their own level of greatness. Yeah. And so... You know, that's that's the goal when it comes to the gyms. The gyms are, uh, you know, we will be doing another expansion. We will be doing, um, you know, future eventually. <laughs> five years, five-year plan. We'll probably probably look at one more location yeah. uh, in the Omaha, quote-unquote, metro area. Uh, <laughs> we'll and so, yeah, we're going to leave it at that. that. Um, but that's, that's kind of the future for the gyms. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, internal stuff that's going to be, that's kind of going around right now. Um, there's a lot of uh, structural things that'll be changing just to make sure that we continue to keep it as a every single member first. Yeah. Um, and everybody that is in our gym understands that, you know, um, we are solely about every single person uh, and making sure that every person has the opportunity to be the best they can. So that would be the gyms. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> BR. BR. So BR. It's about to go through actually a massive transition here. Um, there's, I've got one key player that's going to be coming on board again. Um, he kind of left for a little while and is now coming back. Okay. Uh, so he'll be coming back when that happens. It'll be a complete rebrand and complete um, overhaul of BR Physiques. Uh, it will be to the point where we actually have two different branches within the coaching system. So we'll have a aesthetics and athletics version, and we will have a hormonal and functional version yeah. of coaching. Um, and so I'll have an entire team that is solely based around functional health and um, hormonal health. And we have a, a HRT clinic that we're already lined up with that sees eye to eye with us very well. Um, and so that'll be one avenue. And then I have an entire team of coaches that want to stick with athletics and um, more aesthetic style stuff. And so uh, that will be another branch. And then on top of that, um, one of my one of my guys on my team um, is taking over the branch of all in-person training inside of the gyms. Um, so he'll be running that. So I'll basically have two leads, one that's running all of the in-person training inside the gym one that's running the hormonal division, and then I'll be looking over the athletics and aesthetics vision, mm -hmm. version. Uh, and so the structure is kind of growing and expanding and changing as we no. go. Um, on top of that, continuing education for all of my coaches will basically be probably by the end of this year, it'll probably be a team of close to 10 to 12 coaches across the entire team. Um, that's awesome. So great. Yeah. Uh, the business is growing. Everything's doing well. Um, my goal is just to continue to improve the knowledge, the understanding and the education that's not only for my coaches, but also for the clientele that are out there. 
and then, yeah, I think that's it for BR Physiques. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know. It's massive growth. Bit. I mean, yeah. it's a lot, though, from what you've done in, God, what, two years, three years? Yeah, well, years. technically, I mean, realistically, as far as the coaches go, um, it's only been about two years now. So um, the coaching business is is evolving as we go. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of learning and lessons and things that I'm taking away as we're growing, <clears throat> which uh, which is fun. Um, but it also shows how much structure and um, uh, what can happen when you actually start to kind of really vision things out. Yeah. Um, you know, much like we've talked about, it's it's one of those aspects of you know, creating the procedures and tweaking those procedures as we go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, also making sure that everybody understands their roles and everybody's on the same page. So I'm excited because I'm actually going to take the entire team on a trip um, in August. I don't remember anymore. Um, to Kansas City, take them all to a Royals game. Can they go? I already rented out a giant Airbnb. We're going to stay there. We're going to go to awesome. We're going to yeah. go to Worlds of Fun, Oceans of Fun the next day. And, just go out as a team and have fun and um, and really start to build that camaraderie. Um, and eventually, you know, I want to get to the point where those can be trips to some island or something like that. You know <laughs> what I mean? So um, I, I, I always want the the key here is, is, you know, at the end of the day, I want every single one of my coaches that are on my team to understand that all I care about is that their legacy for their family yeah. is what they can create. Yeah. Um, you know, it, the bonus of, of increasing revenue for the entire team is great, but I want my people to actually be able to live, survive and thrive. Yeah. And, you know, it's not it, anymore. It's not about what I want. It's, it's about them. So what well, is, I mean, you're, you're basically, you're putting them in ownership of their own destiny. So their 100%. choice, you know, and that's, and that's where I've been at with the stores, uh, with Rexius. It's, uh, you know, it's, I'm in my 12 years here in three weeks, 12 years since I opened the first fucking door and. <laughs> Um, having 30 some doors open later, it's insane to me. Uh, I have three new franchises getting set to open here in about the next, oh, about 60 days, um, two different States, uh, which is, which is freaking amazing. And, you know, the new state for me in Arizona, which is going to be awesome. And I got two more here basically in the Metro as well. And then, you know, it, it's, um, it's been fun. It's been insane. I started in a recession and we're going through one now been through a pandemic, the only things we've had a few stores close over the years, nothing, you know, but it's it, my, my ratio isn't phenomenal, but every single one that ever did close, I take as a personal responsibility, whether it's my fault or not, it just is what it is. My name's on the door. Yep. Uh, but I've had a major transition the last four years ago. People who listen to this podcast know I've been selling off stores. I sold Norfolk, Sioux city council bluffs, um, sold Carney, took it back and sell it again. Um, you know, uh, and so Bellevue and, and, and I'm going to be selling Exarvin here at some point in the near future as well. And I don't know about Maple and center, maybe someday. Um, and it was not the plan, but you have to adapt. That's kind of part of it. That's where I see the future. Um, I like owners. I, I know. And I, and when I was younger and I was naive at 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, even that's really when the transition happened that I don't want to keep replacing people. You know, because eventually people are worth their salt. They will go find a way to be an owner. I, I, I attract that mentality. And, you know, I, like I said, I made the mistake. I had you, Shane, and Guffy. I was like, oh, employees are easy. These guys all kick ass. You guys are the exception to the rule. Mm -hmm. You know, Webster, all these guys, uh, Josh, Jack, I mean, these guys that I, I sold stores to, is that they're exception to the rule. And so I'm going to make the exceptions to the rule be owners. 
And that's kind of my mission. That's what the podcast, why I do what I do. And it just makes more sense to allow these managers to own and long profit model the the, the system. It's just, it, you can't, We our society has changed. Yep. I can't, employing people is significantly more challenging than it was even five years ago. Um, and so I've had to adapt my business being like, I don't know if I want that challenge. I want them to own. I don't want to, you know, keep replacing people. Yep. It just sucks. It, and it, and it, it, but it's good. You know, I thought someday my kids would take over certain stores, um, but I'm also training them and raising them to be owners yep. on every aspect. So the last thing I want to do is hire one of my kids and have them quit on me. And Brittany put that to me when she goes, you know how bad when your kid runs the shop and kicks ass and you don't let them run it, run it, and they quit. I'm like, oh, fuck, my kids quit? I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, I don't want that shit, you know? Right. And that kind of happened. VHI, between the addition of you and Brad and JD and, and the you know the five of us with Brittany, um, you know, uh, it's been a long, many years and a lot of years like the popcorn landing in a national grocery chain account last week that we're in the process of figuring how that works. But I got full board approval. We got four bold approval from the biggest retail independent uh, chain group in the country about a, three weeks ago that we're flying out to in August at 90,000 convenience stores. Um, so I'm going to mitigate and just navigate that fucking mess. Yeah, and yeah. I'm excited about the challenge, the new challenge. And I guess after being in business this many years, having these new challenges for me is exciting as shit oh, yeah. on the, on the, the functional snack side. And, and then on the supplement side, getting into the more competitive, uh, clinically dosed ingredient. I mean, it's just been fun. Yeah. You know, I finally feel like I'm in a position where I have enough money to be able to make this happen before we wanted to. Right. But man, it was, it was hard and it's not one of those businesses you can just jump into unless you if you have a lot of money there's a high probability you probably don't give a shit right and if you really give a shit there's high probability you don't have money we're finally in that position where we kind of have both right where i care and we got the finances to make this happen and you know we're retailers so we also know what's acceptable what's not 100%. and i it, to build something that you know I, I admire first form and that's, that's a goal. And, you know, teach or any of you guys ever listen to this for Sal, Andy, you guys like, listen, this is a question we ask ourselves. What would first form do here? Yeah. Um, and understand that, um, you know, quite boisterous here that you guys have built something amazing. I plan on building something even more amazing yep. and, uh, I hats off. Like I never, um, there's very few companies in this world that I really look at and admire and say, that's what I want. And, but that's one. And it was Nick was down there training yeah. uh, for a show. And he goes, all right, let's fucking go. Yeah. All right, let's go. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things of you walk in there and just to see, see that level of execution and to see that level of perfection and also the camaraderie that's inside of that entire building of mm -hmm. everybody that's in there. I'm like, this is home, man. This is, this is where, this is what it should be. Um, and I think there's, from our perspective, there are holes in the industry that we are seeing because there are individuals that are in our industry that are taking advantage of the retailer side of things when it comes to what they're doing as far as wholesale goes, when it comes to what they're doing as far as the products they're putting out. And, you know, it's, it's one of those aspects of when it comes to VHI, my promise to you, all of you, is that especially something that I put my name on will be clinically dosed will be fairly priced and will knock the shit out of anything else that's on the market. That's it. Amen to that. 
So that's that's the question. What's the difference between uh, yours and what's in other what, what's in other stores? Simple. It will be the best. Yeah. It's the biggest question I get when I go to conventions, when I talk to people who are like, hey, you took your product versus the one I bought at Wally World and it worked. I go, it's fucking real. It's made in the US. Correct. It's tested. It's third party tested. It's batch tested. It's made in an FDA registered GMP certified facility. I've gone through because I'm 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 a nutbag on this. There's so much fake crap, mm-hmm. much less even people who just underdose things. People who just straight up lie. Right. And by making a quality product that impacts somebody's life and helps fix a problem, you create loyalty. Yep. And, you know, I feel like we're at this perfect time right now in position when everyone else is honestly. They're coasting. Yep. They're on idle. And I'm 100 miles an hour. That's... Well, okay. Let me put it this way. What was that? 17 when we started the gyms? Yep. Okay. 2017 when we started the gyms, we were... We risked everything. Literally. To open that gym. You signed your house. I signed my house. 401ks were gone. Gone. Everything's gone. gone. Right? And the put them put the put whatever we've made as far as money aside which we really still haven't made our money back from when we first started the gyms no but let's put that aside the impact that we've created with those gyms i wouldn't change for the fucking world no i see what we're about to do with vhi is going to be even bigger than what we did with iron habit because it's international and i am a hundred percent on board when it comes to something that I know can create true impact, not only to the consumer, but also to the retailer. Yeah. Because I understand what's going on with brick and mortar right now. I understand how they're getting their, their dicks kicked in for the most part. Yep. And at the end of the day, our line is going to be and will not compromise on the aspect of being a retail friendly fucking brand right for you guys out there that are listening and watching whatever understand like let me explain the retail landscape real quick so you understand what's been going on and how every small business retailer in the country has been kicked in the dick the last fucking 18 well 36 months there were a bunch of brands that had stock and then COVID happened and refused to sell it to us to make sure they can make full profit off their website most of them didn't have the balls to even say it to your face and just lie about it. There's a few that had the balls and I got your respect, but you ain't going to get my money. Then they come back and the supply and demand chain is jacked up and they're not manipulating and it is jacked up. It's a worldwide market in the, in the industry that we are in because we get ingredients from all over the world because you can't grow certain shit here. Mm-hmm. You grow in another country. So it is part of it. Plastics, everything. Our industry is so multi-international of any other industry. This is one because the ingredients are everywhere. Plastics are, I mean, it, it's a very large industry. Raw materials are owned overseas. Like you have, it's a lot of negotiations. Um, and so there, I'm not blaming them, but what they do, we're going to give you a deal price went up, but we're not going to raise our map map stands stands for minimum advertised price. So we're going to raise your cost 10 bucks, but we're going to raise the map five. So we have to eat that difference. Oh, but we're not going to enforce these jackasses on Amazon who are still selling at last year's price. So now we actually eat the whole 10 bucks. And, but don't worry. Um, you know, we really care about you. Then a week later, they're emailing to your customers, not realizing I have separate email accounts and I have one as a customer. Now you're doing buy one, get one half off plus a free handy and free shipping when you fucking buy it, which is cheaper than I can even buy it for as a retailer who's been purchasing $500,000 a year from this company for the last 12 years. I'll let you do that math. Yep, it's six million. And they're gonna screw me. And this is happening all over the place. You got companies, um, they all start with wall. 
Um, you got companies that start that end with co. You got companies like that that you know have two abbreviations, the last one's a C, like an NC, and there's another letter in front of it, who are getting all their shit made in China, who are not lab tested, which are completely and utterly fake. They're new nature proteins. Is it protein? Sure. Does it digest for muscle? No, it doesn't. Not chemically possible. And it's just based on the ignorance of people and laziness of people that I'm just going to order a button on my phone and, and nobody would ever actually do that. The fuck they won't. Real retailers are doing it correct because we care about our customers because we have to see you every day. We see you at church. We see you at the Little League game. We see see you um, on the 4th of July parade, all that bullshit. And we know that we have to deliver results. And those retailers who are the backbone, small business of the United States, we employ 48% of the population, even post COVID are still taking it in the dick. So our brand is going to help every one of those. And we're about to do something that's certifiably insane, insane. And I'll have an announcement on that later date. Let's put it this way. Nobody's ever done it because everyone thinks it's insane. But here's how great my business partners are, right? I call my wife first. She's like, let me explain it to me again. I don't think I'm understanding you right. You're going you're gonna to sell this for cost to other stores. Yes. Why? Because fuck the man. That's why. Yep. She's okay. Then I, I call Brad quick. Text Nick. I got something to tell you. Call Brad. Oh, that's brilliant. JD's like, holy shit. Can we actually do that? I go, yes, we can. Get Nick on the phone. Let me, wait a minute, for, like, for free? I'm on a free cost. Oh, this is glorious. Thank you. And that's why these five people are the people that we're going to take over the fucking world with. Because any other room, I'm laughed out or committed. Correct. I will Correct. be fucking committed or kicked out of the fucking company. I've been in a lot of corporations, but that's what we're committed to doing. And that's what's going on right now. So if somebody can make a difference, not only can we make it the best fucking product that helps the customer achieve their fucking goals and their dreams, we're going to help the retailers not just stick it to the man. Yep. And we're going to do it collectively as a group, because if we don't start to stand up collectively as a group, we're all going to get trampled as individuals. Right. And that's what's happening to small businesses, what's happening to retail. It's really, really bad in the health and new fitness industry. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. You know, you're able to get away with selling your brand based on some douchebag who competed one time, who doesn't give a fuck, doesn't know what's in it, fucks the retailer in the process because he's got a fucking little mustache and thinks he's fucking cute now. Yeah to take your lisp and shove it up your ass anyways but in this i don't care like we have to start to collectively come together to win or we will be destroyed as individuals i agree i agree and and having five people on the same similar mission all challenging each other and i, I bet you guys think that our little meetings are cute they're not they're not sometimes they're just straight up uncomfortable but greatness does not come out of comfort zones. We have to challenge each other. We have to push each other to be the best that we can be, push past what we think is capable. And I mean, honestly, that's why when I need my ass chewed, I talk to Nick because he ain't gonna, he's not gonna sugarcoat. I don't need people kissing my ass ever. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, but it's the same point in time. We all have our own delivery mechanism, but we all have different skill sets. But the whole point is we're all striving for a fucking goal. And if if five people can be completely dedicated and disciplined to hit 100% effectiveness and proficiency for even a period of 12 months, the, the fucking world is your goddamn oyster. And that's really the method of it. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to do something and it's going to be nuts. And I'm, I've learned that's the kind of shit that makes the hair in the back of my neck stand up. And after being in business that long, that's the fucking feeling you go for. Yep. You know, it's I've risked everything 12 times over and I'll keep doing it. I'm risky. I'm fine with that. But it's that shit that I know I'm going to help some dude. I had one of my franchisees. I texted this to him today, this morning. I had one text me privately goes, fuck, yes. 
goes, you don't understand. No, fucker, I do. Right. This is what we're gonna do. We're going to make an impact. You're gonna make more money and give a higher quality product and you don't have to worry about Walmart fucking kicking your dick. And what a fucking huge and honorable position to be in. Yep. And I, I'm just excited. The next the next year, the next six months, 12 months is gonna be insane. And you gotta think, well, it wasn't that many years ago. First form only had six employees. Oh yeah. And now they have 300 in a 200,000 square foot facility and they're out of room. And they're making another one. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, and, and the thing is for me, I cheer that shit on. I mean, am I jealous? Sure. I emulate it. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, true entrepreneurs, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Good for you guys. It's badass. I listen to their podcast. I, yeah, technically they're a competitor. Sure. But I'm going in a different avenue. I'm not trying to be everybody's everything. I'm trying to be somebody's something. This part of this line is not just for everybody. It's for the dedicated, the people who want something better. And that's really where we're at. And like the gyms, could we make more money if we opened a daycare and did this and that, raised our price? What can we good? Yeah. But it's not what we're trying to be. And I'm not trying to be everybody's everything. And uh, I think that's really where we tried for a minute. Oh, yeah. And we took it in the ass on that one. That was terrible. Um, we lost a lot of money and we realized let's just stick to what we do. And I, you know, if there are YMCAs, they're great. I membership. There are uh, gems, I will talk about them. Lifetime, sure. You want the spot, that's a great gem. People yeah. go there. Giovanni still goes there. Fucker still hasn't got an Ironhead membership. This business is across the street. Yeah, I'm talking about you, dickhead. Um, even some of my best friends don't have memberships yet, and that's okay. That means I haven't earned their business yet. Right. And I don't look at it as a fall. Um, so, but anyways, closing thoughts. Hmm. No. Let's kick fucking ass for the next six months. Let's kick fucking ass for the next six months. All right, guys, see you.